Well, how many Bibles in church tonight? If you're thankful to have the Word of God, would you just hold it up and wave it around? Amen. Man, I just love to do that. Isn't that a sight? Yeah, so I'm still waving mine. How about you? So wave it around. You keep doing that and I'll quote a verse. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Found in Hebrews. Where at in Hebrews? 412. Amen. Is that off of that mic? I think so. You need help? Amen. Well, I'm sure glad I ain't in a big church tonight. Yeah. Hey, I fixed that. My name's not Jude. <laughs> Amen. Second Timothy. While you're turning there, I want to give you a report on the fellowship track. You can go ahead and stand. We'll be reading the Bible in a moment. For the first time ever, we are printing gospel track, tracks in Urdu. Did I say it right, sweetheart? Urdu. That is to Pakistan to be shipped out during our Bread of Life camp meeting in May. So we're excited that God is continuing to give us new languages. Amen. For those of you that wonder how we get the languages, I was at a meeting, oh, years ago in Indiana, and uh, I met a fella, and he said to me, uh, how, come you know, how come you know print tracks in my language? I says, well, what's your language? And he told me, and I says, well, uh, we haven't had anybody to translate for us. I do that for you, he says. And before I left that conference, we had another language. What was it again, sweetheart? Indonesia. Indonesia. How, come you know print, how come you know print tracks in Indonesia? That's what he said. So uh, now we have six tracks in the Indonesia language. And like Urdu, we're still trying to add to all the tracks that we already print, new languages. And the letters keep coming back every year to the tune of over a thousand every year. And I've got a few with me. I'll read some in a few moments. But uh, anyway, God's word is our authority. Amen. 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 And so uh, we're thankful that when people ask us what we do, we just say, well, we print the word of God. Right. And uh, when they told me that years ago, I was looking around for Bible. That's the first thing you think of. But uh, Pastor then, Walsh Pennington, said to me, uh, well, we print key verses to the Word of God. And you know, that's really scripture because the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lost people need the gospel. Saved people need the whole Bible. Can you say amen there? How many has got 2 Timothy chapter 2? Raise your hand. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Preacher, would you come up here and pray before I preach, please? Father, we, um, we need this passage here. We need the truth from it. I pray that you'd help us, Lord. We could get entangled in so many things. 
But you've called us, Lord, to be strong in the grace that's in Christ and to pass on the things that have been given to us. And Lord, the only way can, we can do that is in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. So we pray you draw us close to your side and Lord, help us uh, to be free to serve you and not try to please ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Be seated. So God's word, our authority right there, strong in the grace. I thank God for God's grace because sometimes we uh, say, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to go too much longer. No, somebody asked me at the last church, you plan to retire? I says, no, do not plan to retire. And then uh, he finally found out how old I was. And then I said, well, you're right. Next year, I'll be 80 if I live that long. I don't look that old, do I? Say amen there. You're all looking at me. <laughs> 79 comes first in June, but it is true. Next year, I'll turn 80. But uh, I'm thankful for people like we met, like a preacher up in Washington State, 90 years old, still pastoring his church. And we see it often, many times, pastors in their 80s. Boy, just think, you got to keep, keep on keeping on for a little while longer. huh? <laughs> anyway, God's word in that scripture right there, thou, thou therefore... So uh, you've heard many preachers probably say, when you see therefore in the Bible, you need to find out what it's there for. By the Son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. God will give us the strength to stand in this wicked day. I uh, debated about preaching about, about uh, joy robbers because the devil never gives up trying to rob us of joy. And we are rendered ineffective as a witness if you allow the devil to rob you of joy. So we still ought to have a bounce in our step, a smile on our faces, and joy right here because we know the last chapter. And by the way, the last chapter may be getting real close. So uh, like one fellow said to me, he said, you might not have to die. In fact, he, he felt so strongly about it, he even changed the words, he was our song leader. He even changed the words to I'll fly away. You know, it says, some glad, let's see. And he says, in that line where it says, uh, might have to die, hallelujah, by and by, he says, I might not have to die. Anyway, so some of you sitting here, it's very, very possible, maybe a goodly number of you won't have to die. Amen, Amen right there. Amen. So uh, there was a girl that came to me. I'm going to share this with you. There's a girl that came came to our church and uh, her daughter was in the living room when she was listening to my broadcast, the fellowship broadcast run about 40 stations every day. If uh, you do internet, well, you can look it up, fellowshipbroadcast.com. Anyway, uh, she called me up and says, uh, I want to come to your church and I want to testify. Now, when a woman calls you up and says they want to come to your church and testify, you, you want a little bit more information. So, uh, she, she told me what it was. Are you ready for this? She says, I listen to your, your broadcast every day on the Waverly Station, which is just east of Dayton, Ohio. Anyway, that particular day, I read a gospel track on the radio. And anyway, uh, she says, little be known to me, my daughter was in the living room listening as well. And she says, after the, after the broadcast, of course, you talked about invitation, responding, 
the tug of the Holy Spirit, she came walking into the kitchen with tears streaming down both of her eye, under her eyes. And anyway, she told me that her daughter told her that she had been contemplating suicide and was planning on to kill herself that day. And then she looked at her mother and she says, but I did what that man said on the radio and I don't want to kill myself anymore. I'll have, I'll have God. So anyway, I said, yes, ma'am, you may, you may come. And she came and she stood and testified to our home church. I never did meet Rebecca. Rebecca was her name. But she wrote us a letter and I'll just uh, give you that letter right now. Dear Brother Bruce, I had to write to let you know what effect your ministry has had on my life. Many times I heard your program when my mother listened and I thought, oh, I laughed at Christ. I laughed because I thought he was stupid. I laughed at your God by ignoring him. He wasn't really there. I was a Satanist as well as a part of the Nazi movement. As bad as it sounds, I thought Christians were nothing but lowlifers and I didn't need your God. I sold, I sold my soul to the devil. I signed a pact with my own blood. And after doing so, I read the small print and if I tried to get out of the group that was a cult, I could be killed. But I remembered your church and I called and talked with someone on the prayer line. And uh, then the day came when I heard you preaching on the radio and it was a gospel track and God saved me. I don't really understand why he would do that because I was so evil and I hurt him so badly. But today I love the Lord so much because I can see the love of the Lord through your church, your radio broadcast. Jesus can save anyone. He saved me. So uh, when we get letters like that, I hang on to them and share them with the people as we travel all around. But uh, the Word of God is quick and powerful. Quoted that scripture, and it is. Every one of us here, if you were to stand and testify, you would talk about the Word of God. Can you say amen right there? And uh, God's Word tells us that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So people need to hear the Word of God in order to be saved. Well, I wanna, I wanna give you a few thoughts that the Lord gave me when I was looking at 2 Timothy chapter number two. Number one, why I can't quit. Why I keep going. And uh, if the Lord allows me to, I'm gonna come back and visit you 10 years from now. I'd be 90. You say, you think you'll make it that long? Probably not, but it won't make any difference when you know where you're going. <laughs> My dad was 93 and Doctor told me to, that uh, your daddy could probably die tonight. And so I told my dad that. I was busy with him just before, prayed with him just before I went home. I said, Dad, the doctor says, the nurses actually said it, and the doctor told the nurses that you may die tonight. And he looked at me and says, well, so what, son? I know where I'm going. And he just rolled over and went to sleep. And I'm thankful for memories of my dad. And dad and I go into a nursing home one time and he asked everybody, it's not that Christian Reformed Church, it's not that Methodist Church, have you been born again? Amen. And uh, I, I'm thankful I got precious memories of my dad. Also, my, my mother. I preached my mother's funeral, I preached my dad's funeral. 
And uh, some, sometimes somebody asks me, how could you do that? I said, because I didn't really lose them. I know where they went and I'll see them again. Amen. So uh, that's why we keep going. Second Timothy 2, 1 through 4. And I thought about this. Why I can't quit. Because there are still so many to get right or to get saved. Anyway, uh, we were in a restaurant with Jim Thomas. Uh, I was in a restaurant with Jim Thomas when he was about 80. He's a young fellow, about 82. I preached his funeral when he was 93. But anyway, uh, he came, joined our church, and he gave lots of money to the church. He built a pavilion behind the church, cost $43,000. He just handed the, the cash to the treasurer. And uh, he stayed in church until the last. And if he wasn't in church, we better go see what was the reason why. Anyway, he, this, this was just oh, a few months before he passed. He said, I want to take you and Mary out. And as we walked in the restaurant, he, he seen me do it so much that he was doing it. He was passing some tracks out to the people. And then uh, we went and sat where the hostess seated us. And anyway, there was five people sitting right close by us. Two, two couples, man and woman, man and woman, and then one fell all alone. And I walked up to them and I said, here's a souvenir from South Dakota. You know what he said to me? I need a preacher from South Dakota. He started crying. And uh, what he really meant is he said, I need a preacher. Anyway, I walked up to him and I said, well, sir, uh, what can I help you with? And he started to weep a little bit harder. And he says, my wife died yesterday. I need a preacher. So I went up to him and put my arm around him. And it wasn't a time where you're going to lead somebody through the Roman's robe. But I put my arm around him and prayed with him and uh, gave the gospel in my prayer. And anyway, uh, got done praying. I went and seated and I said, I'm going to pray for you that God will help you through this. And I went and sat down. Anyway, uh, there was two, a waiter and a waitress, a man and a woman that were waiting the tables. And it was getting on towards 10 o'clock, so some of the people left, but there were still quite a few in there. But anyway, uh, I began to witness to the waiter as he come by. And uh, he says, uh, I'm thankful, he says, you've done what you did with that fellow over there. And I said, you saved? Yes, sir, I'm saved. He says, so that's a blessing. When you go to witness someone, they're already saved. But the lady that was helping us, I began to witness to her. And uh, just before we went home, I said to her, I said, did you see me pray with that man when we first came in here? Yes, I did. What was that all about? Man, they just opened the door for me. And I says, well, he just lost his wife and he really needs the Lord. You know, people need the Lord. They need to know where they're going when they die. And she says, can you know that? I says, yes, ma'am. And she stood by us. Jim was sitting on the other side, then Mary and I. And she stood by us there. And by that time, a lot of the people had cleared out of the restaurant. And, but I still thought that maybe I'm going to get in trouble with a manager. So I started telling her how she could know she could be saved. And then I looked over at the manager and he's going like this. <laughs> so he knew what I was doing. And isn't that something? Uh, the waiter was saved and the manager was saved. And I was able to tell that girl how she could know she's going to heaven. And when we come to the invitation time, she stood there right by the booth and prayed on her own, asking God to save her. 
So how did that come about? Passing a gospel tract. If we are used to doing that on a regular basis, you'll have some stories like that. And by the way, anybody could do that. My, little, my youngest boy at five years old was doing that more than I was. He wasn't scared of anybody. He'd just walk in. He'd even go in the yards where there was a Doberman loose. Scared me to death. I just, and anyway, I turned around, where is he? He's halfway up to the door. But anyway, God's word is so underestimated in the power that it brings. You know, everyone, everyone that's saved in this room, you got saved hearing the word of God. Who could, who could stand and quote that, quote that verse? Romans 10, is it 19? Romans, uh, uh, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 10, 17. I was only a couple of verses off. I should have remembered though. Maybe somebody would have said. So, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why people can be saved listening to someone read a gospel tract on the radio. Somebody can read a tract all by themselves and be saved. And the letters keep coming in every day. Are you listening? Sometimes a half a dozen in one day. Mary, when she was working in the office when I was pastoring, she got a letter from India. How many signatures on it? Nine signatures on one gospel all the way around it of people that had gotten saved reading that gospel tract. This one is more recent and from Columbia, South Carolina, the middle of the Bible Belt. Hello, my name is Brittany. And I'm writing to let you know that after reading this tract, I have decided to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. On Monday, November 16th, we had a party come in at the Cracker Barrel. And I was one of the servers. And I was given this tract. Thank you for your hospitality. And I got saved reading that tract and I wanted to let you know. Amen right there. Anyway, uh, we have a, a little video that we want to put on the screen. Are you ready to go up there? And uh, it's only about two minutes long, but some of you have never seen a 60 foot long printing press. It's got six towers and it's just like six printing presses on one machine. And it's able to crank out 125,000 tracks in an hour. So when both presses are running, I think they're on the video, when both presses are running, that's capable of a quarter of a million tracks in one hour's time. Anyway, if you're wondering what a, a roll of paper is, I talked to Brother John, he's a director now. They are $235 for one roll of paper and our press running for one hour is $235 paper alone. So if you're ready for that, just, uh, Roll it, and then we'll come back and give you some more of what the Lord's given me. There it goes. Can you turn the volume up a little bit? Then you'll know how noisy it is in that room. Our printers wear earmuffs.
one roll of paper and comes out with eight different gospel tracks. Amen right there? Y'all are part of that. Now it goes into a second video with both presses running wide open. And I go through it first on one and then on the other. They're each 60 foot long. And they were bought 20 years ago. I, I bought them when I was pastoring. One was 40,000 and one was 60,000. Used about 20 years old, but still all, all computerized. So we'll be coming out with about an eight or nine minute video by the spring later on. There's the rolls of paper. But for right now, that's all we got as far as video is concerned. And I wanted to show you that because all of you, member of this church, you are a part of what you just seen. And the Word of God is continuing to go all over the world. Want to give you these thoughts? Number one, there's still many to get right, still many to be saved, and you don't have to look very far to find someone that's lost. Do you say amen there? Then number two, there's still many out there to be enlisted in the Lord's work. Uh, is it still Heartland up on top there? Wave at me if that's still Heartland. Okay, well, this is for you, you preacher boys. Are you listening? That scripture there where you've seen in verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what you are, you young man. You're a soldier for Jesus. How many of you know onward Christian soldiers? You know, you sing about that. That's what, that's what you are. And uh, so you ought to get burdened to get the gospel out. So uh, how many of you fellas are called to preach? Can you wave at me? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, I was going to pick on you and have you, have you stand up and see once how many of you uh, witnessed to someone this week. But I'll ask everybody. There's track racks back there. How many of you uh, was in church Sunday? Wave at me. That means just about everybody. So how many of you uh, passed by the track rack and you got your supply for this week and you already passed some out. How can it be so quiet in here with several hundred people? God called me, are you listening? God called me to do what I'm doing right now. I pray every day, Lord, don't let me let a day go by that I don't give a track to someone and witness to them. And I taught our people to do that. And we started out with 300 a week. And by the time we stopped counting, we was at about 2,000 tracks a week. That we, we just, you know, don't have to keep an exact count. But do we really believe that the Word of God is true when it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God? Amen. Every one of you that's saved, you heard the Word of God. How privileged we are to hear the word of God. Well, I want to read you something from Mark chapter number seven. I think I got that one memorized, but let's just turn to it. If you have a Bible, Mark chapter four. Uh, 
I'm not against putting little tabs in your Bible, but if I go real slow, then everybody will be there. We'll all be there at the same time. Mark chapter number four, look at verse seven. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit, and sprang up, and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Ephesians chapter number four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians chapter number four. So I'm a Bible preacher. So it'll be all right to just keep looking at the scriptures here for a few moments. Amen there. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. That's like you and I, Brother Geddes. What for? Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. Who's in the ministry? Would that be you? Amen. So uh, you believe in women preachers? No, I don't believe in women preachers, but I, they, can, they can preach across the back fence to the neighbor lady and they can give out a gospel track. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. So if we believe that verse is true, then all of us, aren't you glad you come on this Wednesday night? You found out you're in the ministry. Did you hear all the amens right there? So uh, if you are really and truly born again, God wants to use you. And did you know if, if you have opportunity to be a witness for the Lord and you don't do it, there's another scripture. I think I'll look at, is it James 4, 17? Yeah, let's go to Hebrews, James, Peter. Let's go on. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 17. Now this ought to make some of us squirm. Are you listening? James, I'm in Hebrews. That don't work. You don't ever do anything like that, do you, preacher? James chapter number four, verse 17. There's another therefore. So we need to see what it's there for. Therefore to him. Before we go any further, would you be willing to raise your hand and say that scripture in Ephesians is right? We're all in the ministry. Amen. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if you don't, have a genuine burden and concern, compassion for the lost. And you never ever pick up a gospel track or try to witness to someone. You just will not even pray. That's pretty strong, isn't it? You say, why? Because you could be in sin. There's people in this room this evening. God has wanted to use you and you yet have surrendered to do it. You say, what are you talking about? Well, you, you looked around, seen how many people there was that raised their hand that replenished their tracks for this week. It gets quiet. I, I'm talking to you preacher boys up there as well. Right. Yeah. Now you're encouraged to do that because you're in school. 
But this old man has lived long enough to see some of the students that graduate from good colleges fall by the wayside because there's nobody there standing over saying, well, you should be doing that. You should have some traction and you don't do it. Young men out there, ask God for a genuine burden and concern and compassion because we don't have much time. Why can't quit? Still many to get right, still many to get saved. Still many there to be enlisted in God's work. A soldier enduring hardness. James 4, 17. One thing that all of us need is anointing. Anointing of the Holy Spirit for us to be a better and effective witness. How many of you have a devotion time? Wave at me. Oh yeah, that's just about everybody. How many of you have it in your devotions? Lord, fill me with your spirit that I may be a bold witness. Let me see your hands. Good high. Not everybody. Why not? You can't do it alone. Or you just get up and figure, well, I'm not going to witness to anybody today. You ought to be ready anytime, anywhere, any place. We uh, was in a restaurant in Texas. And I may have shared this the last time I was here, but there's a bunch of new folks in, so you need to hear it again. We was in there with another couple. And uh, I carry Spanish tracks with me all the time as well. Anyway, if you need some of them, I think there's about 2,000 of them out there on the table. But anyway, as we were sitting in the restaurant, three Mexicans came in, sat next to us. And so I said to Harold and Joyce and Mary, I said, just a minute, I'm going to go over there and witness to those fellas. And I had three Spanish tracks in my hand. And uh, if, if you want to get blessed, start witnessing the Spanish folks. They very rarely ever turn you down. And so I handed each one a Spanish tract. And I says, anybody English? And the one fella, he was kind of stocky, he says, poquito. That's a little bit, a little bit English. Anyway, so I started witnessing to him. And I thought, well, I think I'll just, you know, let them all have the tracks. We went back, I went back to my seat and we watched those three Mexicans read all three tracks. When one got done, he waited for the next one and then they swapped. And they all three read all three tracks. And of course it was a buffet restaurant. And uh, so I had to go back to the food bar and I walked by them. And the one man that could talk poquito, a little bit of English, he grabbed me by the arm and he had a voice that was broken. He says, sir, would you pray with me? I don't want to go to hell. I said, yes, sir, I would. So right there in the restaurant, I stood and prayed again. People looking on. Hey, when it's real and people want to be saved from hearing the word of God, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Anyway, they, they prayed. As I prayed, they prayed. And anyway, when we got done, the two that could have, was, they, they said, they said to me, no English. But they pointed at the decision on the back. Amen. So I believe I led three Mexicans to the Lord and two of them didn't know English, but I had a Spanish track. That's right. Amen. And so uh, what do you think? I think it's very possible all three of them got saved. Amen. So faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Some folks aren't too excited about 
gospel tracts. God got me excited about gospel tracts many years ago, long before I even knew there was a fellowship track league. And more, I even got more excited when I found out that the fellowship track league is under the roof of a local church, very scriptural. It's a ministry just like our bus ministry. It's a ministry from our church. And everything at the track league is owned by the church. And there's 12 employees there. And all of them get modest salaries. But one thing in common, all of us want to be part of a ministry of getting the word of God out. So there's still many to get right, still many to get saved. And we need to be standing for what's right and soldiers enduring hardness. And the Spirit of God won't quit on us. Amen, right there. We need to be, we need to be desired first. Desire to be filled with the Spirit. How many in your lifetime have ever prayed, God, to fill me with the Spirit? Let me see your hand. Sure, we prayed it. But what's wrong with every day? We need to be filled every day. Every day we need that power of God in our lives to be filled with the Spirit. Anyway, so uh, Spirit of God won't quit on us. Savior soon return is one reason. He's coming soon. I was with my son, Matthew. He has, he has a missionary of helps. He helps churches uh, tune their pianos and sets up PA systems, that kind of thing, out of a church in uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. And I was helping him with his hitch that day. We were there. And so he went to TSC to get part for his, you know, that uh, receiver that slides in. He, he wanted one with a ball on it. And anyway, I went along with him over there. And sure enough, here's a Spanish couple. And you, you, you don't have to wonder what they are. They, you can understand that language. I, I say you understand. You, you, you can hear when they're talking what language it is. And anyway, uh, I got out the Spanish track. I walked up to them. And I said, Dios la bendiga. Anybody know what I said? Shout it out, good and loud. God bless you. Dios la bendiga. And they say it real fast. So, Dios la bendiga. I learned to say it real fast. And uh, anyway, I said, Dios la bendiga. And they come back and said, Igualmente. And I said, Look what I got for you. And I gave him one and her one. Ah, oh, gracias, amigo. Anyway, then I mind my own business, and they was minding their business. But they stayed in the store a little while and we were still looking around and a few minutes later, they come up to me and pointed at the gospel track. And uh, of course they told me, they could speak English as well, about knowing that they're going to heaven. I said, why sure, the Bible says we can know it. I quoted in 1 John 5, 13. And uh, I says, you don't know you're going to heaven when you die? No, but we want to. So standing right in the aisle at a TSC, because a gospel tract was passed, we led a Mexican couple to the Lord. And they just stood there and got saved. I've got a video. Of, I was put tires on my car not long ago, and there was five of them coming there. And I gave all of them a tract. And then I, I, I quietly put my cell phone on. They didn't know what I was doing. And every one of them, had their nose in that gospel track. They was waiting for tires on their car as well. So what I, what I said this evening is all of us can be in the ministry. And everywhere we travel, it's the same story everywhere we go. And it's probably like the preacher said to me some time back, 10% of the people doing 90% of the work. 
When all of us, if all of us got involved, I was sitting down one day and I thought, I wonder how long it would take if there was just one Christian left on the earth. And that first year, that Christian led someone else to the Lord. How many would there be the next year? So then they went and they led to each one to the Lord. How many would there be the next year? I got this wrote down. By the end of 10 years, and that's just one person per year. Now, in all honesty, if you really and truly believe giving a track, maybe reading it to them, that they would be saying, how many think you could lead one a year? Just after 10 years, there would be 1,024 people saved. At the end of 20 years, there would be 1,048,596 people in 20 years. And at the end of 32 years, when I put this together, 6.5 billion, now we're over 7 billion. 32 years, everybody would be saved. Are you listening? But we've dropped the ball. People aren't putting in their prayer list, Lord, I've got some tracks with me today. I'm going to be getting gas or I'm going to Walmart. We're fortunate to go to, to uh, Florida every winter. This past January, I was there again. We was near LaBelle, Florida. Went back into the Walmart and gave the gal a souvenir from South Dakota. And her eyes got big as saucer. You were here last year. She said, yes, ma'am. You gave, you gave me a track and I told you. And she got tears in her eye. You, you gave me one of them tracks. Yeah, with South Dakota, Mount Rushmore. You gave me one last year. And uh, I told you my husband had cancer. And uh, you prayed with me right there in the Walmart. The cancer is in remission and my husband is alive. Thank you for praying with me. If you get involved like that, Amen. you have some stories as well. I don't have enough time. And I'm not bragging on my flesh. My flesh is just as wicked as yours. Dr. Don Green spoke to a bunch of us preachers at Mackinac Island. He said, before I start out, he said, I want to say something. Every one of you is rotten to the core. Yeah. And it's true. If we got what we deserve, we know where we'd be. And by the grace of God, our names are written in heaven. We can rejoice about that tonight. But what about those people all around us? Probably need more message on Ezekiel chapter 3 and Ezekiel 33. And one day we will stand before God. And if we failed to be filled with the Spirit and have the power of God and the boldness to pass somebody a track or lead them to the Lord, wouldn't it be awful? Are you listening? Find out. Their blood is on your hands. I, I just, I don't want to miss anybody. That's why when I was pastoring, I averaged about 200 tracks a week. You say, how would you know that? I would take 200 tracks, pile them up on my desk. And many times by the end of the week, they were gone. So then I knew that I had passed 200 tracks. And it's not that hard. If that's first and foremost, 
I said, first and foremost on our hearts and minds, some of you say, well, you're a preacher. But we just read in Ephesians that all of us, wherever there's a pocket of sin, the nearest missionary is the same person. So, onward, Christian soldiers. So, Lord, if you keep giving me the strength, I'll keep going and keep on recruiting more people to realize that the gospel can be given by way of a gospel tract and people can be born again. Did I, did I read Rebecca's tract already? I read it. Okay, I got this other one here. Amen. Isn't it a blessing that you got so many that you don't know which one to pick up? But anyway, this one came. Well, I'll just read it to you. Dear Fellowship Track League, Sir, I greet you all. Thank you for this track. All this I did for thee. How many have ever seen Fellowship Track League's track, All This I Did for Thee? It's a picture of Jesus on the cross. I, I never liked it. I thought Jesus ain't on the cross. But anyway, that's the track that's printed in most of the 90 different languages. Anyway, this man, <clears throat> Muhammad was his first name, Muhammad Bello. He says, this is to let you know that now I believe in Jesus and I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I now know the Lord Jesus through these tracts a missionary from America gave me. I want to know more about Jesus. Please send me more tracts and Christian books. Pray that God will help me to be intercessor for all men. Then he has a, a PS. I was a Muslim, but I'm now a Christian. As the Lord had mercy on me, please don't forget me. Anyway, the power of the Word of God. You can just hand the gospel track. I've got one here. I, won't, I ain't got time to read them all. But I've got one here where a man walked up to a man, handed him a track, never said a word, and walked away. The fellow must have thought he was saved. And uh, the track said, uh, what you miss by being a Christian. And he didn't want to miss anything. So he thought, I'll read the track. But he says, when I turned the page, it hit me with powerful force, he says. He was describing conviction in his heart. And he says, so I decided right there to bow my head and ask the Lord Jesus to save me. So we're grateful for this church partnering with us as we reached that five billion milestone last year. And we are presently, presses running wide open most every day. And now we're getting ready in May to send that container to Pakistan. Amen. That'll be the first one to Pakistan. We've got missionaries there that are gonna receive them and distribute them out there in that country. So we're grateful that we could stop in and all I asked for was a few minutes to give you a report on the Fellowship Track League. And then Brother Ted, where are you at? He said, well, you're going to be here anyway. He said, so go ahead and preach. So uh, I told the Lord again today, I says, Lord, I'm not worthy to be doing what you called me to do. But I know he's called me to do it. But I'll tell you what, I, I get to hear preachers on the road. And I can remember one time when you was working on this auditorium, you preach in that hall over there. Love to hear you preach. So uh, next time we come, I'm not going to tell you. We're just going to pop in and then you preach. <laughs> but God's word, our authority, is powerful, it's precious, it's predictable. Well, I've probably got a couple more points, but I don't think we need them. I believe 
I believe you all got the message this evening. Say amen there. But I gave you the last one. And then you'll have them all. That's number six. The seriousness of an eternity in hell. How many know someone they're lost and they're going there? Oh, look, just by everybody raise their hand. That's that's the one thing that I live the abundant life every day because I want to be on top and witnessing to people. But sometimes the burden just gets so heavy is I've got loved ones, I've got friends, and they just have nothing to do with God. One day they'll they'll die and they'll stand before God. And if they're not saved, they're cast into devil's hell forever. Never, ever get out. So I'm going to leave you with this. That the one thing that helps me to keep doing what I'm doing, keep passing out gospel tracts and staying burdened is there's three things that I think about every day. I don't even have to look. I can see them on my prayer list. They're there. But those three things I think about every day. Number one, I think about what Jesus done for me. He looked ahead in time and he even knows the hairs on our head are numbered. So he knows so much about me. So I thank him every day for what he's done for me. And then I think about hell every day. I had one man say, hey, you preach a lot about living the abundant life. How can you think about hell every day? Because I know I'm not going there. And then the Lord gave me one more thing. And that is, I want to live every day like it's my last. See, if you could have witnessed to someone today who was at the gas station or Walmart or someplace, you could have witnessed you didn't have any ammunition with you. No Spanish tracks, no English tracks. You just wasn't figuring on it. You didn't pray before you went, Lord, help me to be a witness here. Or if somebody would have took that gospel track, somebody would have listened. They're, if they don't ever get saved, nobody probably ever will ever give them a gospel track. How many of you have seen somebody pass a gospel track this week? How many of you have seen somebody pass a gospel track in the last two weeks? It gets quiet right there. But I'm, I'm not being braggadocious if that's not a word. But God's got a hold of me. He said, you keep preaching, keep challenging people. Especially you young preacher boys up there. Listen. Witness because you love Jesus. Witness because he went to the cross and died for you. Not because it's expected of you. And then keep on when you're graduated and get, get somewhere. I, too many times we see young people, they end up in a church, they want a salary. And they go through the motion sometimes without a burden. God help us to have a genuine burden and concern, compassion for the lost. Thank God for this church. I know many of you have had that burden. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this church. Lord, as we shared with some of the people before church, not every church we get into could we even be a member. But Lord, we could this church. Thank you, Lord, for Southwest Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Thank you for Brother Gaddis. Thank you, Lord, we met Brother Davison probably 25 or 30 years ago. And Lord, we're so grateful to see what is happening here. But Lord, all of us, if we would be honest, we probably could do a little bit more and help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Preacher service is yours.